0: This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, More Than Conquer Parish. Yes, I have been blessed. Praise the Lord. We thank God that we also have a lot of questions tonight. Um, Before we go into the questions, I want you to please write the following down quickly. Please write it down, everyone. important truths about the church number one the church is a spiritual entity the church is a spiritual entity or a spiritual body and i trust that as we list this point it will help us to be able to address some of the questions with the help of the holy ghost number two the church is God's physical edifice or representation here on earth. The church is God's physical edifice or representation here on earth. In other words, that means the same point. If people are looking for God, when they walk into the church, they should find God. That is what it means. Remember, globally, people are looking for God. So, when people walk into the church, they should see God. That is one thing that the church represents. Number three, the church, I mean, sorry, Christ is the head of the church. Christ is the head of the church and is coming back again for a church without spot or wrinkles. Christ is the head of the church. I may decide to call somebody to ask what they have written. Christ is the head of the church and is coming for a church without spots or wrinkles. Number four. The church is made up of people from diverse backgrounds. The church is made up of people from diverse background. The church is made up of people from diverse backgrounds, with a unifying force, and that force is the Holy Ghost. People from all over the world, we are Christians. There's a spirit behind the church, the Holy Ghost. That is the unifying force behind the church, binding the church together. What number are we now? Let's say together, to know whether you are writing or not, Number five. Okay, that is good. Any attack on the church, whether physical attack or spiritual attack, is an attack on the person of Christ. Remember, the church does not belong to the pastor. The church does not belong to anybody. It belongs to Christ. So any attack on the church... Is an attack on the person of Christ. And we can see that in Matthew 16, 18, and Acts chapter 9. Number six. The church is a place of nourishment for the souls and spirit of man. The church is like a restaurant where the soul of man well spirit get nourished. Rice and beans cannot nourish our soul. Hamburger cannot nourish, cannot keep your soul. Coke cannot keep your spirit. But the church God has made it a platform to nourish your soul and my soul to keep it nourished. And when a soul or a spirit is not nourished, it begins to famish. You know, when you see malnourished children, you see the way they look or people that are malnourished. The same way there are many malnourished believers globally today. Number seven. Every member of the church have a responsibility to uphold, to grow, and to defend the church. Number seven, every member of the church have a responsibility to uphold, to grow, and to defend the church because we are joint here with Christ. And then lastly number 8 The church has an arch enemy and that enemy is the devil The church has an arch enemy and that enemy is the devil So now from this so we are going to I will ask somebody to read it The church has an arch enemy and that arch enemy is the devil. And brethren, when we talk about the church drawing from what we have learned tonight, from the books of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, we are not talking necessarily about the physical building. We are talking about the people inside. You are the church. I am the church, the children, the men, the woman, we are the church, not this physical building. So when we share the grace and leave this place, you see, the church, the physical building remains, but the church goes back home. And that's why you see that if a building is pulled down, the people again can build another building. Is that correct? If you agree, praise the Lord. If you agree, praise the Lord. So that tells you that truth. So if they say if a church is pulled down physically, the edifice, the physical building, you can you see that people will gather again to build again the place of worship. So number one, what is number one, Sister Tammy? Thank you. Number two, Brother Titus. Okay. The church is God's physical edifice. That's the physical representation. If people are looking for God and they're walking into the church, they should find one. Now, the question is, when people are looking for God and they walk into church, who would they find? So Yes? I heard an answer from there. Say it, say it, say If you want to say it, please raise up your hand. So, yes, sister, people, people, we, you and I. So, if somebody just walk in and say, oh, I've been looking for God for a long time, when they set eyes on you and I, they have seen God. So, can you see how important your place and my place is in your church, in the household of God? Because people are looking for God But again, God manifests himself through man. He manifests himself through the people in the church. That's why you hear people receiving miracles. That's why you hear people getting healed. When somebody that has been struggling with health issue and he has probably received a final document or report from the doctor saying, in five days time you are going to die. And the spirit of the Lord whispers to the person. And the person walks into the church. And maybe at that time the person heard the testimony of how somebody, you know, got healed. Hope comes back alive in that person. And then the person begins to know, oh, so there is God. And through that, that's what the Bible says, now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Brother Ifa number three. Very important. Remember, even though we are collective people, we are going to give account separately, individually, to Christ being the head of the church. So don't look at the fate of your brother to run your own race. No, everyone has been given a measure of grace. Um, number four, Sister Ibiso. Number four, which is the the Holy Spirit is the unifying force behind the church. And that's why now in a place where you find people from all diverse backgrounds, what are you likely going to see? Different behaviors, different characters, different attitudes different dispositions, different, uh, you know, different things, the way we see things. Now, so, but you see, if we don't understand these basic truths, then we walk into the church expecting that uh, the brother next to you is an angel. But in natural sense, he's not an angel. He's a person like you. The sister next to you, you think she's an angel. She's not an angel. Just the way you are coming into the church, like we saw what Paul did here, the same way the brother was also coming to come and be blessed. And my prayer for us tonight is that the power of God that is at work in us will bind us together even in a stronger way in Jesus' name. Number five, Brother Femi. An attack, any attack at all. Physical attack, you hear that many churches are been destroyed globally. It is unfortunate. Believers are been killed. I want you to know that any attack on the church, physical attack or spiritual attack, Is an attack against Christ. And the truth is that nobody can attack Christ. Nobody, no force in heaven and on earth can pull Christ down. So, brethren, it is very dangerous to join force with people to pull the church down. Because anybody that does that, what you are doing is you are actually trying to pull Christ down. And you can't pull Christ down. So we must understand it. So even when people are saying, well, the church is not this, it's not that. Instead of you joining to say, oh, why is this true? Join for us to build the church. Because the church belongs to Christ. And any attack on the church, both physical or spiritual, is an attack on Christ. We saw how when Christ approached uh, Paul, he said to him, why are you persecuting me? But in actual sense, was Paul you know, persecuting Christ physically? He was persecuting the believers. Very important. Number six. Brother Clinton. Number six. Yeah, the place is a place of, I mean, the church is a place of nourishment for the soul, even for our spirit. And that's why you must not neglect the gathering of believers like this. Don't say, well, I, I'm okay, I, I'm, I'm very good, I'm okay, I have the spirit of God. We all have the spirit of God, but Christ also encouraged us to come together. And then number seven, Sister Chino, Chino Yes, you have a responsibility to uphold the church. You have a responsibility to grow the church And the responsibility to defend the church. Every member. And then lastly, uh, Brother Jalami. Number eight. The church has an arch enemy and is the devil. Praise the Lord. So brethren, let's keep this truth in mind. And we can see some of this even from what Paul said. Now, look at it. He said leadership ignited by a passion for God's word and a passion for God's people. Anything you do, brethren, please also note this down. Anything you do in life that lacks passion will lack enduring results. Anything, whether in church, whether you are walking, the place where you are walking, you are just doing it anyhow. You are not passionate about it. Or oh, the task that has been given to you in the church, you are not doing it with the whole of your heart. Anything you do, brethren, in life that lacks passion, then that thing will lack enduring results. My prayer for us tonight is that we will all be passionate people about God in the mighty name of Jesus. I said we will all be passionate people about God in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And then also, and then we'll jump into the question and then we can pray. No man has the power to grow the church. Let us get that very clear. We are not the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is the one that is the person that is able to build the church. He said, I will build my church and the gate of hell will not prevail. So don't say you are the one building the church because of what you are doing. No. It is Christ. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Look at the number of people gathered here tonight. You have not gathered here tonight to hear grammar. It is not grammar that will bring healing to you. It is not grammar that will bring about open doors. It is not grammar that will bring you back to God. It is not. It is the power of the Holy Ghost. And that power is here tonight. And that power is resting upon you. I say that power is resting upon you. If you believe that the power of the Holy Ghost is here, say a big amen. So brethren, please keep in mind, look at that point 19. God deserves our gratitude for the growth of the church. And that's why you will see that I always like us to thank God. To start everything by thanking God. You see our call to worship, we start by thanking God. And make that an habit even in your own life. Don't just jump to the president and God begin to complain. Eh, you see how they are treating me in that church. You see how they are doing it. Thank God. Thank God for your life. Thank God that God even preserve your life. Thank God for the great things he has done for you. And my prayer for you tonight, as from tonight, thanksgiving will be your lifestyle. I say thanksgiving will be your lifestyle. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go back to the question quickly. So how do you cross the line when showing brotherly love to your fellow brother who is an opposite sex if initially you just wanted to genuinely help the person. (laughs) But but if as time goes on, emotions start to build up towards the person, how do you handle it uh, without it turning to avoidance or hatred because you want to keep your thought? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good question. And it's really good. Why is it a good question? Because we are youth. First, brethren we need to understand that relationship when there is contact let's say a sister as a brother all the time i'm just checking on you to see how you are doing between in your mind there's nothing no, even within the sister and the brother and the next week sunday i'm just checking on you to see how you are doing oh i'm just uh, checking on you <sighs> You see, as time goes on, we are human. There will be this chemistry that will begin to build up, either from the sister or from the brother. Now, so the the, the, the truth now is this. The question is, how do you draw the, the boundary? Well, it's very simple. Let everything that you do put Christ at the center. What do I mean by putting Christ at the center? You see, you want to, you know uh, their Sister A is celebrating her birthday and because you care so much about her and you bought a Bible and all by yourself, 9 (laughs) (laughs) p.m. You are going to her house to go and present Bible. It is not birthday that is making you to go there there's something else behind it. Set a boundary. For instance, you want to talk, meet in the church, let your communication be among the brethren. All those secret communication, avoid it. If the person wants to see you, tell the person to see me in church. Yes. And if the person wants to discuss, the pastor's office is open. (laughs) You can come over there and discuss. So, Again, let Christ be at the center of your communication. Uh, we are not saying that as a, as a sister, you, you know, we are not saying that, oh, run away from brother, or as a brother run. No, that is not what we are saying. But let Christ be at the center. Don't begin to give gifts uh, unnecessarily and begin to, well, uh, today you buy the wristwatch. Tomorrow you buy this wristwatch. There's something behind it. If there's something behind it, you need to let us know on time. You need to let us know on time. So, brethren, whatever thing we do, let there be moderation. Whatever thing we do, how we relate with each other. Because we are youth. You see, as much as we know that we are Christian, we are also human beings, And emotion runs in our vein. Whether we like it, yes, we are still in the flesh. We are still in the flesh. We are still human beings, even though we are Christians. And so we must come to that time. We must come to that reality. So let there be boundary, moderation. Don't visit a sister all by yourself. Bro- Sisters, don't visit brothers say, I want to go and cook for him. Don't cook for him. Let him cook by himself. Yes. And whatever thing you are doing, do it in the name of Christ you know a good example is if our father and the lord send us if i sent any one of you on errand to any brethren i will say from the church And from the church from the church we are the church that way that person will not begin to think that oh it is the pastor or oh, it is a uh, brother so and so sister so and so so brethren we must be very careful allow the lord to guide you don't yield yourself to sin praise the lord uh, I think the other one is also how far is too far. Okay, well, showing brotherly love to a brethren uh, who is an opposite sex, or how you can still make sure that you are you are genuine. Again, the, you know that is very uh, that is very clear. Set uh, what is your boundary? Moderation. Let Christ be at the center. Don't go and give gift at uh, or give anything you want to. You want to thank God for the life of the person celebrating birthday. Just like the way most of the units, you know, uh, you know, we can see in this house. You know, you can come together. If you know the brother is beginning to attach emotion, well, whatever I want to go through your leader, say please from the uh, choir, from hospitality, from children's church, from the uh, head. That way, it's not your name that is there. It's not your name. It's not your name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. uh, Then, yes, thank you. Uh, So this will come under announcement. Um, All right. I know last week we also had a question. um, Please, how do you overcome? Okay, I think we've answered this. How do you overcome pride? Yes, we've answered this last week about struggling. I believe that has been answered. Now, how do we maintain oneness of mind, seeing as we are different people with different background and experience? Okay, which was also related to, um, you know, what, uh, what I did mention earlier as well. So again, we must put Christ at the center. We must put Christ at the center. If we allow the Word of God to guide us, then it's very easy for us to walk in brotherly love. Let's use the Word of God as a model. Now, listen to followers. Now, I list down uh, three things. Um, listen to followers. Somebody raised a questions on uh, talking about leadership. Yes, it is very important in leadership that you listen to followers. Very, very important. However, in leadership, if you don't have a stand, if you don't have a vision, your followers will lead you astray. It is good to listen to followers, but one secret to successful leadership is have a vision. Particularly when we're talking about as Christians, have a vision from God. Let God be the one leading you. Don't lead people by your own wisdom. Don't lead people by your own wisdom. So it is good to listen. Let us then, as leaders, we we'll listen to uh, others. You know, each other. Listen to suggestion, but most people they are they have ulterior motive most time. Not everybody, even when they bring uh, suggestion, they already know what they want to do or they want to impose certain things. And the church is not like that. Remember, the church is not like democracy. It's not like our workplace. It is a spiritual place, and God is the head. So we must have this in, at the back of our mind. Praise the Lord. Now, how far is too far? Okay, I think I've mentioned then the kingdom of God in our heart. Again, remember the word of the Lord. It is God's desire that we have his, his word in our hearts. Now, the word of God, it is where well within in Jesus' name. Amen. You are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the kingdom of God in our heart. it is the desire of God to have his word in our heart. Remember, Christ lives in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. So, as believers, it means that, you see, when you, when you enter into, when people come into your home, into your marriage, when people come into, uh, you know, uh, maybe between you and your children, uh, when they see the way you are relating or your wife, they should be able to spot this is heaven here on earth. When the spirit of God dwells in a man or a woman, then it begins to radiate on everything. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. Let's give Jesus a big round of applause as we get ready to pray.